Cassette Podcast Network. You are listening to Pack and Recovery, a podcast made by people in recovery for people in recovery. Nevada's Recovery and Prevention, or NRAP for short, is a collegiate recovery community located on the campus of the University of Nevada, Reno. This podcast is designed to help students go from surviving to thriving by discussing resources located on the UNR campus, tips on sustaining recovery, success stories, and ways to support those in recovery. What does it take to be in recovery on a college campus? You're about to find out on Pack and Recovery. Welcome back. Welcome to Welcome. Pack and Recovery. Episode number one. Episode one and a half. <laughs> I don't know why that makes you laugh. <laughs> I don't know why either. Well, it's because obviously, well, so a little a little uh, peek into podcast magic is these podcasts aren't necessarily recorded in order, so we've already kind of recorded one. Yeah. Okay. So. <laughs> <laughs> I like the, I like the coffee break. Hold on. Yeah, I had to take a quick coffee break so that everybody can experience it with us. <laughs> <laughs> that was a terrible idea. Okay. Awesome. Ezra, why did you Why did you make me do that? Force the coffee down your throat. Oh my gosh! All right, let's stay on track. This is already going off the rails. <laughs> <laughs> I'm I'm okay with that. All right, so we do have a lot to cover today. Um. Before we get into that, though, um, since we have um, already recorded one, uh, a little bit about NRAP. Um, so if you're listening to this now and you haven't heard the one before that, stop and then go back and listen to that and then come back to this one. So go listen to episode zero first and uh, we'll wait. And you're back. All right. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what took you so long. Sheesh. All right. Now that everyone's caught up, um, yeah, welcome to Pack and Recovery. Uh, this is the only podcast that will give you actual candy for free. Yeah, come into NRAP. Come we'll into give NRAP. you plenty of candy. We'll give you all kinds of candy and pool table and high fives. Awesome. So so what are we going to talk about today? Today, uh, we're going to talk about sobriety on campus. Nice, and give a a couple of resources specific to UNR. Yeah, 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 for sure. Um, yeah, some of the, the, the difficulties of being so sober on campus and some of the barriers, but obviously um, there's lots of resources as well. Exactly, so we want to combat those barriers. Yeah. So what, Ezra, what is the, what is, what is the reality of, of being sober on campus? What's that like? So... Being sober on a college campus a lot of times um, doesn't make a lot of sense. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yes. When we think about um, college, we think about partying. We think about, you know, the only way to meet people a lot of times, um, I think it's perceived as going to parties. And that's just that's just simply the reality. But for a lot of people who are choosing a sober lifestyle, the reality looks very different. So um, there are some difficulties about going about being sober on a college campus and one of them is going to be loneliness. So, what do you what do you think about loneliness on college campus? Well, yeah, I mean, drinking is 
kind of sewn into the culture, you know, of, of universities. And I think a lot of it has to do with, you know, you're in a new environment um, outside of what you're used to. You're likely in a different city or a different state or even a different country. Um, and alcohol is viewed as, and I'm just using alcohol as an example, but it's viewed as like a social lubricant, you know, so it's, uh, it helps you be able to socialize a little bit better. And, and not only it, what's the word? It's not enforced, but almost expected. Right. So mm-hmm. if you don't do it, you're kind of an outsider. Um, and that can be very difficult and that can be quite lonely, honestly, you know, you're walking around or even if you're in class and you're hearing stories about other students, you know, oh yeah, we went and did this and that and this, and you weren't included in that. So you feel really isolated and alone and, um, it's tough. Yeah, absolutely. Very well said. Um, I think that that's a huge difficulty is facing loneliness. Feeling alone on this huge college campus is miserable. There's nothing fun about it. And then you add the stressors on top of that of trying to study and trying to get A's and trying to make friends. It just can feel so overwhelming. Yeah. And I'm sure if, I mean, if you're listening to this and and you're new to campus and you're sober, you're probably shaking your head right now like, yep, (laughs) yep. Check that box. Check that box. Um, So when I first came to UNR in 2006, there was no like center for students in recovery or, or sobriety or anything like that. And which is probably the main reason I crashed and burned and didn't make it. You know, I was way too busy chasing girls and drinking alcohol and doing all the cocaine I could get my hands on and not studying. So I didn't have anything, but coming back, so I've never really experienced that loneliness part. Does that make sense? Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. But I mean, it doesn't mean I can't be empathetic to it. Like I totally get it. Cause like when I quit drinking, my friends stopped inviting me to do stuff and that felt really lonely, you know, especially with social media, you get that FOMO, you see your friends like posting pictures of the bars and stuff. And you're like, man, you didn't even invite me. And then it, and then it turned into no more golfing trips and, and things that didn't involve alcohol, I wasn't being invited to either. So like, I definitely get that loneliness part. Um, I just never really experienced it on the campus. Yeah, and um, much like you, I, I haven't experienced loneliness on the ca- college campus either. When I started out, I went to TMCC, and I had my core group of people that I partied with, and I was uninterested in meeting anyone else. And then fast forward to getting sober and coming onto the college campus, I was fortunate enough that there was NRAP, and there was a place for sober students. So from day one, wandering into NRAP, I didn't have room for loneliness because I found a family within the college campus. Um, But there are some difficulties that I've heard from other college students. Like one of them is going to um, a friggin' football game or going to to a sporting event. Because here Mm -hmm. in Reno, they serve alcohol, whereas on other college campuses, they don't serve alcohol at football or sports outings. So that's something that you can struggle with is trying to go to a tailgate party um and not being able to stay sober and another difficulty i heard another student talking last week about not thinking that being in a sorority and being sober would 
mix well with each other and, and being hesitant to come to NRAP because she still wanted the experience of being in a sorority and she just didn't know how that was going to look. Yeah. And I've actually talked to um, a number of the sorority presidents and even um, some of the fraternities and they're more than happy to accept, you know, students who don't drink. It just doesn't seem like it would be, it would be like a fit, right? Like, uh, Mm -hmm. so like, so the fraternity or the sorority is obviously not going to not accept you because you don't drink. But I think there's that fear of, you know, when they do go drink, you're not going to be there. And then what else, you know, that you plan other events and outings and things like that, that you may not be included in. And I feel like that's a, that's a pretty legitimate fear to have. No, I agree. It was um, a little disheartening, a little bit sad to hear her experience and kind of feel her pain of feeling like she needs to choose one side or the other. And yeah. in reality, it just doesn't have to be like that. Right. You know, especially at NRAP where we're open to all people coming in of, you know, any major, any, anything at all. You know, everybody is welcome at NRAP. So hopefully we got that across to her when she was coming in to visit. Right. And if you're, if you're listening and you're in a fraternity or a sorority and you want to reach out to NRAP, um, you know, to let students know that, you know, drinking alcohol isn't part of your sorority or fraternity's culture. That'd be amazing. Yeah, we would always give you the space to um, chime in and do a little name drop. Yeah, totally. <laughs> there should be there should be a sober fraternity. That'd be tight. I think there are on other campuses, um, but they're just starting. So hopefully, you and R can follow Catch suit. On, yeah, yeah. We should start one. Seriously, I thought about it. <laughs> <laughs> I thought about it, and I even came up with Greek letters and everything. Did you? What yeah. were your Greek letters? I'm trying to think. I can't remember what they were, but it was like, I don't remember. That's okay. Yeah, I don't remember what it was. Dang it. We'll have to, we'll have to earmark that and come back to it, because I feel like, <laughs> I think it was, I, I remember it being ridiculous. That is so But also awesome. awesome. Yeah. Um, You know, I'm looking, so, is you and our... Um, kind of an anomaly when it comes to alcohol at the games or is that yeah UNR is kind of an anomaly when it comes to alcohol at college campuses less than 10 percent actually um allow alcohol you're joking yeah so it's you know it's very true to our party culture here in reno where everything is open 24 7 right and you can get anything you know anything is it's 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 a free for all here. <laughs> yeah, it totally is. I was, um, and, and I'm taking a multi- multicultural psychology class, and we were talking about um, looseness and tightness of societal kind of constructs. And Nevada is 47th in tightness, and California is 50th. So we're nearly one of the loosest states in the entire nation in terms of what we deem as like morally or culturally acceptable. Nice. Nevada, yeah. we are loose <laughs> as hell. Yeah, we are. <laughs> I mean, we have prostitution and gambling and really loose alcohol and gun laws and all that stuff. So, I mean, it does make sense. Yeah, it absolutely makes sense. And we're the Wild West, man. <laughs> <laughs> Which sometimes can not be indicative to sobriety or <laughs> recovery, right? Absolutely, yeah. 
So how do we combat these? What are some what are some resources that we can give students on the UNR campus or um, prospective students like to kind of help them out with this loneliness and these difficulties? Well, I mean, I think we should talk about NRAP first and foremost, right? You're right. (laughs) (laughs) Big head nod. Yes. yes. (laughs) Jordan's like, yep. (laughs) Keep talking about it. Um, So, yeah, well, let's hear Okay. Give me your spiel. Give me your, so sh- your NRAP spiel. So here's my spiel. little spiel. Um, NRAP focuses on overall wellness with a goal of supporting students to find acceptance, happiness, fun, peace, success, and commitment to a healthy lifestyle. Connecting with others and growing individually allows our students to thrive during the college experience. So for my experience, like I said earlier, I literally wandered into NRAP, had no idea how I got there and just sat on a couch and stayed. Um, I went to a ton <laughs> of events through NRAP, doing rock climbing, hiking, camping events, um, basically any any type of meeting that was being put on because we have 12-step meetings, smart recovery meetings, refuge meetings. Whatever the students are interested in, we're going to have a peer-led meeting for it. So I ran a couple of those. I attended quite a few of those. And it really saved my ass honestly because there was just so much time on my hands between my classes and um with combating that sense of loneliness of not wanting to be alone 24 7 you know i was at nrap quite a bit and i know that that's true for your story as well yeah totally um i so when i first came back to the university um through cassette they have like a cassette orientation um, being that I was a non-traditional transfer student, whatever you want to call it, I didn't do like the freshman orientation. And one of the stops in the cassette orientation was NRAP. And I remember walking in and I had this like really intense like feeling of home. It was really weird. I remember, I remember very, like very distinctly walking into NRAP and feeling, wow, this place feels like a place I could hang out in. And then when they were like telling us about it, I'm like, okay. And then I came back one time in between classes and then Jordan can't get rid of me. <laughs> Same with you. Like I, I just, it's obviously I, I wouldn't be able to be where I'm at at the university if it wasn't for NRAP. And for the most, for the, the largest reason was, you know, in 2006 there, there wasn't an NRAP and I didn't have any other place to go other than what I was already doing. <clears throat> Granted, I'm significantly older than I was then, um, and I'm sure that plays uh, a factor. However, just having a place where there's other people who have the same kind of, not necessarily struggles, but are going through the same thing that you are, right? So, and it, I don't know. I don't know how to explain it. You know what I mean. I know. I know you know what I mean. I absolutely, yeah. I know what you mean, and I can't help but smile. You know when you you explain your experience, because that's so true of so many people who come into NRAP. It's just this sense of home, and that's the goal. That's what we right. aim for. Because when people come through that door, you know Jordan will always be the first to tell them, "You are family now." Yeah. And that's what we want more than anything. Right. Thinking about thinking about not having NRAP in my life in like five months from now, like 
it gets me like I, I get like all weird and my stomach gets all weird just thinking about not having my little home to go to um whenever i want like i'll even go to inrap on saturdays you know <laughs> no one's in there but it's still like my little home you know um and that was even before i hijacked the desk and made that my office now and you know you left for a bit but here you are back again yeah so i was a student worker and when i graduated i had a legitimate mental breakdown i could not imagine what life was going to be like without nrap and the added stress of okay i got my degree now what you know what right. i mean um yeah i i can't even explain to you um how stressful it was to go from going to NRAP every single day to just not having that be a part of my life. It mm. legitimately put me into a mental breakdown, which is actually a great segue <laughs> <laughs> into the student health real center. Real organic, Ezra. Real organic. <laughs> real slick. Yeah. Is that you and are? We have a student health center. It's centered around wellness. So they're primary care doctors. And um, biggest piece for me, there's also psychiatry. So prior to um, coming to college, I had one experience with a psych and it was awful. She essentially, you know, it was in the midst of my addiction, but she essentially told me if I couldn't stop using drugs, she couldn't help me. So she turned me away. That's crazy. It was insane, especially looking back, knowing what I know now. I don't understand how that was ethical, but <laughs> I feel like it's not. <laughs> it's not. But anyways, so. Coming to UNR campus in my last semester, I went in to see a psych because I was having such a hard time leaving the campus and, and through this whole transition. And I got paired with this woman named Narmeen who treated me like I was her daughter. She uh -huh. took care of me. She was so kind to me. She listened to me. And I've had that experience with everybody that I've ever gone to the student health center with, with their primary care doctors, their nutritionists. I've had such positive experiences with all of them. So I really encourage people to check that out because it is a free service. The psychiatry service is $20 and that's without insurance. They they really want to make sure that you're taken care of here. Oh, wow. That's great. Yeah. Huh. And it, well, and also if you don't feel like um, psychiatry is like something that you need, we all, there's also like just the regular counseling center, right? Yeah. Yeah. The regular counseling center. They do, um, what, individual counseling, um, group counseling. Um, they do psychological testing as well. Um, and don't you, uh, they have a licensed alcohol and drug counselor too, right? Right. So um, Ashley Darby is our licensed alcohol and drug counselor. She's the only one here on the UNR campus. Um, she's available for questions about drugs and alcohol anytime. And she also views things from a harm reduction standpoint, um, which means you don't have to be completely sober to go see her and that doesn't have to be the end goal obviously if things get to that point um she'll be able to kind of facilitate in that process but she is a really solid individual very helpful highly recommend oh, that's amazing i am a huge champion of harm reduction Definitely. yeah absolutely me too especially since i grew up in the reagan era where it was like you know, the war on drugs or whatever was such a debacle and still to this day, honestly. Yeah. So I, bad. I think a lot of people's mindset is abstinence is everything and that leaves out so much room for recovery. Right. It is so harmful and creates so much stigma. And luckily, 
we will have a whole podcast dedicated to harm reduction. Yes. That is our jam. Yep. (laughs) I can't wait. Uh, So there's also the Downing Counseling Clinic, um, which is, it's similar to regular counseling services, but from my understanding, uh, it's grad students that run um, the Downing Counseling Clinic, right? Yeah, yeah, that's that's my understanding as well, that the grad students run the individual counseling, couples counseling, they do family counseling, as well as play therapy. Oh, that's right, yeah. Um, and they, we have their phone number here, they can be reached at 775-683-5515. And we're going to put all these numbers um, and resources and whatnot in the description of the podcast, so after you're done with the podcast and you want to, um, if you want to check any of these out, you can. Um, We'll have number the numbers and contacts and whatnot, right? Yeah, we'll we'll put all that in the yeah, description cool. for sure. Um, let's see here. There's also the UNR Crisis Call Center, um, which is seven seven five seven eight four eight zero nine zero. Um, that's. I mean, I feel like the name kind of explains what that is. <laughs> <laughs> we don't need to go into any. Um, I've never had to use it, but um, it's twenty four hour, right? Yeah, I imagine so. Yeah. I'll I'll even double check that. Yeah. And then the Disability Resource Center, the DRC. DRC. Big boy in the house. Yeah. So the DRC <laughs> is... <laughs> what was that? I don't know. <laughs> it just came out of nowhere. Flave up, flave. <laughs> yeah. Hilarious. So the DRC, um, I haven't had a ton of experience with the DRC. However, I was um, recommended there by my academic advisor on my last semester because of my Spanish class. I have taken Spanish three times, and this is Spanish one. I've taken it three times in high school, failed. Whoa. I've taken it twice at TMCC, got a D. Double whoa. <laughs> <laughs> and I've taken, um, you know, a couple more semesters at UNR and just failed miserably. Oh, my. So... <laughs> dragging me up oh my um so i talked to my academic (sighs) advisor and she recommended that i go to the drc and explain what was going on and they actually were able to waive my last semester of spanish and just as an added assistance they put a um they downloaded a software onto my computer that transcribes everything that the teacher is saying so i could go back and read it if i miss something so they're very helpful in that way, and they they offer so many more resources. Yeah. I'm just I'm just touching the tip of it. Absolutely. Um, I don't have any uh experience with the Disability Resource Center. However, I have seen, um, you know, uh, students. I know this is a little off subject, but students with hearing impairment. I've seen them have, um, laptops that have transcribing things, um, right on it. You know, and so they don't. They don't have to necessarily have to sit in the front of the class and keep asking, can you repeat, can you repeat? They can sit wherever they want. And then if they're missing something, just look down and it's already transcribed for them. So that's amazing. You know, it just bring it brings everyone to the same level. You know, I mean, we could talk about this forever, but. Right. And um, one last thing I do want to bring up. I hope I'm saying this correct, but a substance use disorder is a mental health issue. It's a mental health illness. Right. And. um when when we have to and i'm using we is um use me or any you and me or anybody with a substance use disorder right there are times where we need to take a mental break um i think everybody can relate to that we need a mental break yeah, and so totally. through the disability resource center they can get absences waived if 
you know, right the second mm. you have class. However, the best place for you is to be in a meeting. Right. You can get your absence waived. So that's that's another great part of the Disability Resource Center. Shout out to all our fellow students in yeah. sobriety. Yeah, and also um, they can do if you have if you have like super crazy test anxiety, they can give you extra minutes um, on your test. So if like if a test, the rest of the class gets done in an, in an hour, you can get an extra half hour or even like an extra hour to complete um, your test if you get crazy test anxiety or um, any of those other things. Like debil- I'm, I'm talking about debilitating anxiety, not like regular. You and me, like, <laughs> like the anxiety heart, I'm yeah. feeling constantly. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> not just every day. I'm talking about crippling anxiety where you where you're having a hard time reading things. Right. Um, so they 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 can give you that. So I mean, I feel like the Disability Resource Center is one of the most underused um, resources on campus. Yeah, I would have to agree with that. Which is a good segue to the next one, which is also probably the, one of the most underused one <laughs> uh, is the fitness center. Yeah, like, tell us more about it. I mean, it's it, it's a world-class fitness center. It's not just a gym. Like, there's basketball courts, and there's a full track upstairs, and every machine, um, squat rack, uh, there's a fully functional fitness center with, like, um, AstroTurf and tire flips and, and a myriad of classes you can take. And it's, I didn't realize this, but, Sorry, my phone's ringing. <laughs> What's that? Pause. From Ely, Nevada. Yeah, annoying. Spam. Yeah, spam. Wow, well, that's a thing, right? That's, that's a new thing lately. Is like these. I keep getting these spams saying that my. Uh, what is it? My um. Your extended warranty. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we all my know about the extended warranty. warranty. Yeah. And it's two, three times a day. And every time I block the call, yet it comes from a different number. It's so annoying. It's a robot. <laughs> it's a robot. Yeah. The deception. Well, because I tried to answer it once and like be rude, you know, stop calling Mary. <laughs> and it was like, hello, this is about your extended warranty. And it's like, <laughs> I can't even yell at you because you're a robot. Yep. Oh my goodness. All right. Sorry. We derailed a little bit, but <laughs> <laughs> this is just, this is just a, a small peek into how this whole podcast is going to be anyway. I think I, I feel like we'll just get derailed and who cares, right? Yeah. That's just our MO. Yeah. It's who we are as human beings. That's right. If you ever come to Inrap and hear one of our conversations, it just takes some real dark turns sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay. Back on track, Brandon. Uh, yeah. So the fitness center. Um, and you pay for it. I don't think a lot of students know that, that you pay for your quote unquote membership to the fitness center and don't use it. So you're basically giving the university a bunch of free money. So use it. And I believe you pay for the counseling center as well. Yeah, the counseling center is a free service. Well it's not free. You pay for it in your tuition. Like there's Correct. a separate like thing. So use it. Even if and here was my thing when I went to the counseling center, I was so anti counseling because of the stigma behind it. You know, it's like if you go to counseling, you're broken or something like that. You know what I mean? And, and, and I didn't want to admit to myself that I was a human and, I, and, and that I'm not perfect. And it took me forever to finally go in there. And once I did, I remember being in there and I was, my anxiety was through the roof. Heart rate was up. 
I was sweating. I was anxious. I couldn't sit still. I couldn't, I was like, what am I doing here? Do I need to be here? Am I, do I really, I couldn't even make a full sentence. And as soon as I sat down and the counselor asked me what had brought me in there that day, and I opened up the floodgates, the look on her face was like, I don't think she meant to do it, but she looked shocked because <laughs> I let it all out and it felt so good. It was so cathartic and it was so like, it was so refreshing to just tell someone who doesn't know you in real life what is going on inside your head. There was such a crazy like feeling of liberation that I was just letting all this out because it was stuff I'd never not only said to another person, but I've never even said it out loud. You know what I mean? Like even alone and to hear some of the, my thoughts and some of the things that was going on in my head, to hear them vocalized alone, just to hear them vocalized really like helped. It made everything kind of seem more real and not, I don't know. It's hard. It's hard to explain, but like your thoughts sometimes feel like they're not your thoughts. They feel separate to like all your other parts, you know? Um, what was this? I I read this thing. It was like, uh, one one of the most complicated things about humans is, um, we are a body, but we are also in a body. Whoa, that was deep. <laughs> <laughs> but if you think about it, I mean, it's true. We we are a body, but we are also trapped inside this vessel that's slowly aging on us and sometimes doesn't work the way that we want it to. Awesome. Yeah. Um, so stoked to be alive. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so. To hear my thoughts vocalized, and the counselor didn't even have to say anything. She just had to be there to absorb what I was throwing at her, and it felt so much better. And then, um, yeah, I went, for, I went for nearly an entire semester, and um, I haven't been in a while, but I don't know. I feel like I feel like I learned a lot about how to deal with some of those thoughts, and it's made my life so much better. Like I thought I was. Sp- like I was about to quit school again because I was spiraling mm. and I'm sure none of you noticed it because I'm too stubborn to show anyone <laughs> <laughs> my feelings on the outs. Well, that's not true, but you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, but yeah, it was, it was paramount in my success for that semester. And then now, I don't know. I don't really feel like I needed all that much. Yeah. And that's okay too. We totally. go through phases. Yeah. 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 Um, well, that took another weird turn. <laughs> Moving on. Uh, there's all. What do you have to say about the fitness center? You've the been a couple center? times with me. Oh man, I love the fitness center. I when I was a student, I utilized the fitness center all the time. Now as faculty, I do not utilize the fitness center all the time. There is an additional charge as a faculty member. Have I bought it? Yes, absolutely. Do I use it? No, not that much. <laughs> <laughs> so we have a dilemma here. However. <laughs> I know that it's always available to me. So if I'm having a really crappy day and I just want to get outside of myself, I know it's there. I know I can go to it. Mm -hmm. So yeah, the fitness center is so dope. It is so cool. Yeah. I can't even explain. It's something that you definitely have to see for yourself. Totally. And even like, I know a lot of people are like, I don't want to go to the gym because everyone's going to be judging me because I'm not in shape or I don't wear the right kind of Lulu pants or blah, 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 blah. And I'm going to be here to tell you that no one cares. No one's looking at you. They're busy doing their own workout, you know, because that's, I mean, that's at least how I look at it. When and I go it's to, the truth. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like nobody, 
Nobody cares. You're, you'll be fine. You know, right. because there's, I've seen people from all walks of life in the gym, you know, from very beginners to competitive CrossFitters, you know, with muscles that have muscles, you know, (laughs) bro, your biceps have biceps. How do you even do that? (laughs) Yeah. And if you're feeling concerned, um, I believe they have personal trainers who can take you through it. I believe they have, um, well, I know that they have a bunch of group sessions that are also built into your tuition. Mm -hmm. You can go to yoga, right? aerobics, all sorts of things. Silks. Silks, yeah. which is crazy. I've never yeah. heard of that before coming yeah. to UNR. Yeah. they. I even saw, um, I haven't seen it on any of the lists, but I was training the other day and um, it was written on the whiteboard. It's like a, what was it? It was like gym 101 or like physical fitness 101. And it was a bunch of people who had, you know, aren't really into physical fitness and they were going through and showing them all the moves, like all the the basics, how to squat correctly, um, push-ups and box jumps and stuff like that. And I thought that was really great because it was just one little collective group. Um, so that's another thing, you know? Yeah, that's awesome. And NRAP, we're going to, I mean, we go to the gym. So if you want to go to the gym and you're afraid or you're worried or apprehensive or whatever, stop in NRAP. And if one of us is there, I, I know I'll be more than happy to take you to the gym with me. Yeah, I would love to go to the gym with people. Just more inspiration to go to the gym. Totally. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I need you as yeah. much as you need yeah. me. <laughs> totally. <laughs> yeah, I agree. And, you know, fitness for me, and I know this isn't the same for everyone, but fitness is the only reason I'm sober. It's the only reason that I was able to go into recovery because before, you know, I, I would I would go to the gym even when I was drinking and stuff, but I wasn't training nearly as hard as I was, uh, as I did afterwards. And and I remember when I first quit drinking, uh, where I lived, when I pulled out of my neighborhood, I could either turn left and would take me to the flowing tide, or I'd turn right and go to 24-hour fitness. Like, it was literally a crossroads every single time I left my house. And so I started choosing to turn right more and more often. You know, and then pretty soon I would just turn right and not even think to turn left. I know that was a weird metaphor, but it's like, that was the truth. That's literally how I would sit at the stoplight right in front of my house. And for me, especially, well, you get, you get the endorphin boost, right? You, um, but then you also feel better about yourself because you accomplished something. You, you set out to accomplish a goal and, and then you accomplished it. And what doesn't matter what that goal is. If the goal is going into the gym and getting a membership and then leaving, boom, right? Step one, you already did it. Like there's, celebrate that. I know it sounds, it sounds cliche, but like the steel, the iron, the, the bar, it doesn't judge you. It doesn't care what gender you are. It doesn't care how tall you are. It doesn't care what color your skin is. It, the bar does not care. It's as heavy as it's going to be regardless of who's picking it up. And there's that like weird sense of, freedom in that you know um and so that's that's like my church you know that's that's my therapy yeah i can tell no that's very cool yeah. i've never heard you explain it like that before oh really yeah i guess i don't really have the opportunity to talk about it like that and we'll also talk about fitness more in our wellness session yes we will we're gonna do a whole i'm so excited for that one <laughs> that's like my favorite one um yeah because we're gonna talk a little bit about live well 
quickly today. I guess we can do that right now, right? Yeah, that's <laughs> a so perfect segue. <laughs> yeah. So, um, I'm 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 done talking. I've talked enough. That's this is all you. <laughs> okay. So, Live Well is a site on um, the UNR campus, and it goes over the dimensions of wellness from SAMHSA, which is the Substance Abuse and Mental Health Service Administration. So there are eight dimensions, emotional, environmental, financial, intellectual, occupational, physical, social, and spiritual. So later on in this podcast, we're going to break it down for y'all. But that is the LiveWell site. They will give you resources on um, all of those eight dimensions. So that's always wonderful to look into. Um, another thing that we skipped over is the Veterans Resource Center. If you want to talk a little bit about it, Brandon. Um, yeah. So I don't really have a whole lot of experience with the Veterans Resource Center, which is I'm a little embarrassed to admit out loud <laughs> being a veteran. Um, but I mean, that just speaks for all students. Like even even you and I sitting here kind of preaching and saying, you need to use these. We ourselves don't use them, right? <laughs> right, so, right, right. Um, don't feel bad if you don't use the resources because none of us do. But that's good. <laughs> <I think laughs> just that's, know that they're there. Yeah, just know that they're there and that, um, and that you should use them. <laughs> Darn it. <laughs> um, so yeah, it's obviously by the name it's for veterans um i know that they'll help with gi bill stuff um well i guess it's not called the gi bill anymore it's called the forever maybe it's called the forever GI bill. i don't know um my gi bill expired long story awful awful journey i had to take with that but um and they they ultimately weren't even um, able to help me because it was just one of those things unfortunately um Thanks, alcohol. Yay. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, cocaine. Um, they do have like a, it's kind of like NRAP. Like they have a, they have a space there where you can go and use their printers and computers and um, um, a space to hang out. I believe they even have specific counselors that are just for veterans. Oh, that's cool. I think, uh, maybe I shouldn't say that. I don't know if that's true or not. It is true. We've had confirmation. <laughs> it is true. Okay, so there's a social worker. Right. Okay. Thanks, Jordan. I'm so glad she's here. <laughs> you guys will you guys will learn about Jordan. <laughs> um well we're gonna have her on, definitely. Um she's a really important person to me. So she's blushing because I'm talking about her while she's sitting in the room. <laughs> um yeah, and they also, you know, anything that veterans would need. A lot of times, and I, and I, th sometimes this happens to me, but not as often since I've been out for such a long time. But when you first get out of the military, the way that you view the view the world, the way that you interact with the world, is different in the civilian sector than it is in the military sector. And for example, in the military, especially the Marines, if you're not early, you're basically late, right? And so getting used to other people being late or just barely being on time to appointments and things like that can be pretty frustrating um, for, for a veteran who, who first gets out. Um, what are some other things? Um, how things are run, you know, in, in the military things have, everything has a place, everything has a purpose. You know, when you get out into the civilian world, 
not necessarily the case. Things are a little looser and a little more laissez-faire. And so that can be a struggle for veterans, especially when you first get out. So when you go into the Veterans Resource Center, um, they'll be able to handle those kinds of things in an appropriate manner that you're more used to. Does that make sense? Yeah, totally. They speak the same language as you, you know, those kinds of things. Um, I think because I had been out, I got out of the Marines in 2002, so I've been out for a long time. So I've kind of shed a lot of that. Um, not all of it, though. I'm sure you've noticed some things like I, I have to be on time everywhere I go. And if someone's not on time, I really get like upset, <laughs> upset about it. But it was interesting in South America where it's like time is totally different. But that's a whole other story. <laughs> <laughs> we'll circle back around. Yeah, we'll circle back around. Um, yeah, so let's move. Oh, student organizations. That's another great resource. Yeah, another thing that we will talk um, more about in the wellness series, but there are student orgs that are available to obviously all students, and um, there are plenty that focus just on wellness. So if you ever feel like you want to reach out to another organization, obviously NRAP is here for you. However, there are plenty of other clubs and student organizations that will be here for you as well. Mm-hmm. And um, if there's something specifically that you're interested in, feel free to get a hold of us and we can help look up some stuff for you. Right. Well, and even, even beyond wellness, there's just join a student organization. Just join one. I think everyone should. It's so rad. There's a lightsaber like student organization. <laughs> <laughs> I talked to the vice president one day and I was like, I totally want to join. And they basically <laughs> just talk about theoretically what it would be like to make your own lightsaber and it's a full-on like student organization yes so find your niche yeah there's somewhere out there yeah (laughs) yeah there's tons there's um different cultural ones you know there's um lgbtq ones i believe there's Mm -hmm. veterans ones there's sports ones there's all kinds of ones you know so like that's another thing if you're sober or in recovery and you don't want to go to bars and go to parties to meet people, this is a, another way. And, and, and at least you have something in common with these people, right? Like if you like lightsabers, then <laughs> these are your people, you know, <laughs> or you like petting cats. I don't know. There's probably, <laughs> <laughs> we, are, we are derailing as we speak. There has to be, there has to be a, a cat petting organization on campus. Right. Well, if not, we'll start one. Yo, I don't even <laughs> like cats. <laughs> but that doesn't mean that other people don't like cats. Yeah, we definitely derailed. But <laughs> that's all right. Um, yeah. So, yeah, that's pretty much it. Um, so as a little recap, um, we talked about the different resources, um, the Counseling Services Center, um, the Downing Counseling Clinic. Um, what else? The Student Health Center. The Crisis Call Center, the DRC, <laughs> big boy, the big <laughs> <laughs> baby boy. What are we doing? No one's gonna listen to this. They're gonna be like, you know what? <laughs> We're, We're gonna done. need to cut this, Shannon. And I mean, all of it. Yeah, <laughs> just, just go ahead. Just go ahead and completely cut it all out. <laughs> just have Jordan's voice. That's it. <laughs> That's the whole podcast. <laughs> um, the Fitness Center, Veterans Resource Center, uh, Live Well. Um, and the student organizations. Awesome. You got anything else? Anything else you want to throw out there? Uh, I don't think so. I mean, it's going to be a challenge, right? If you're, if you're in recovery, 
college is already a challenge. And if you're in recovery, that just adds a little extra layer. But the way that I look at it is that's like adding another plate on your bench. You're just going to get stronger. Mm, that was great. Dang, right. I really liked that one. Yeah. I would drop the mic right now if no I had kidding. one. Let's, let's close it out. All right. Well, thanks for listening, you guys. And Ezra, thanks for being my partner in crime. Oh, always. Cool. Okay. See you guys later. Chat to you next time. Goodbye. Thank you so much for tuning in to Pack and Recovery. If this is your first time listening or you don't want to miss out on more episodes, be sure to subscribe to us on Anchor, iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you consume podcasts. You can also find us on Facebook forward slash Nevada Rap or Instagram at NRAP underscore UNR. Or come say hi at the William Raggio Building, room 1001. Cassette Podcast Network. This podcast has been brought to you by the Cassatt Podcast Network, located within the Center for the Application of Substance Abuse Technologies at the University of Nevada, Reno. For more podcasts, information, and resources, visit cassatt.org.